Genesis chapter 50, verse 1. And Joseph fell upon his father's face and wept upon him and kissed him. Jacob has died, so now Joseph is mourning him. 2. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. They did mummify him, and the physicians embalmed Israel. 3. And forty days were fulfilled for him, for so are fulfilled the days of embalming. And the Egyptians wept for him threescore and ten days, which is seventy days. And that represents seventy people that came to Egypt that were in his family. Plus, it's ten times the normal mourning period for Israelites. Usually, you mourn for seven days when a child of God dies, a patriarch. But they're doing it seven times seven. So this is pretty awesome. They did embalm Jacob so that it would be easier to keep his bones and take him back out of Egypt when it was time to go. 4. And when the days of weeping for him were past, Joseph spoke unto the house of Pharaoh, saying, If now I have found favor in your eyes, speak, I pray you, in the ears of Pharaoh, saying, 5. My father made me swear, saying, Lo, I die, in my grave which I have digged for me in the land of Canaan, there shalt thou bury me. Now therefore let me go up, I pray thee, and bury my father, and I will come back. 6. And Pharaoh said, Go up and bury thy father according as he made thee swear. 6. And Pharaoh said, Go up and bury thy father according as he made thee swear. 7. And Joseph went up to bury his father, and with him went all these servants of Pharaoh, the elders of his house, and all the elders of the land of Egypt. 8. And all the house of Joseph and his brethren and his father's house, only their little ones and their flocks and their herds they left in the land of Goshen. Remember, Pharaoh blessed Jacob, and because of that, Pharaoh got blessed. Because he blessed Jacob, he now owns all of the land in Egypt, and no Pharaoh before him ever owned all the land in Egypt. This is the first Pharaoh who ever did that. And now, for all posterity, he will get 20% of everything that's grown in Egypt. That's pretty awesome return for him blessing Jacob's family. And now his whole country is participating in the mourning and burial of Jacob. 9. And there went up with him both chariots and horsemen, and it was a very great company. 10. And they came to the threshing floor of Atad, which is beyond the Jordan, and there they wailed with a very great and sore wailing. And he made a mourning for his father seven days. Back then they had professional mourners, because crying is important. In the Old Testament, people cry in in the Middle East today, people still cry. That crying is important. It's an important expression of respect for people when they die. So they actually had professional mourners who would cry long and loud so that you wouldn't exhaust yourself too much. Everybody was crying, but the professional mourners were the loudest and the longest. 11. And when the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, saw the mourning in the floor of Atad, they said, There is a grievous mourning to the Egyptians. Wherefore, the name of it was called Abel Mizraim, which is beyond the Jordan. So Abel Mizraim must have something to do with um, mourning. 12. And his sons did unto him according as he commanded them. 13. For his sons carried him into the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah, which Abraham bought with a field for a possession of a burying place of Ephron the Hittite in front of Mamre. 14. And Joseph returned into Egypt, he and his brethren, and all that went up with him to bury his father after he had buried his father. 15. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, It may be that Joseph will hate us and will fully requite us all the evil which we did unto him. So they don't feel forgiven. Even though Joseph has forgiven them, they don't believe it because they're still remembering their sin. And this happens to you and I as well sometimes when Jesus forgives us. Now, if you haven't repented, you're not forgiven. You need to repent. 
But if you know you repented, you hate what you did, made a decision never to do that again, and you ask Jesus to forgive you, he's totally forgotten it. He doesn't remember it anymore. It's over. But Satan will keep trying to drum it up and make us remember and make us feel like we're dirty again and make us feel like Jesus hasn't forgiven us when he has. And this is what Satan is doing with the brothers. Joseph already forgave them long ago, and he loves his brothers. He cried over every single one, remember? He missed his brothers the whole time that he was in Egypt. He missed them. And he bawled like a baby when he saw them again. He told them to their faces, Don't feel bad for selling me because it was all God planned it out for our good so that you could be saved. And Jesus has said the same thing to us. Don't feel bad for your sin. Once I've forgiven you, you don't need to feel bad anymore because you are now saved. But his brothers, they just don't believe it. And they're like, there's no way he could forgive us. They're like, he's, he must hate us. 16, and they sent a message unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, 17, so shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the transgression of thy brethren and their sin, for that they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spoke unto him. So they're saying, Before our dad died, he told us to tell you to forgive us, as if Joseph hadn't already done this. And Joseph wept because he had already forgiven them. He, he loves them. 18. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we are thy bondmen. They're afraid that Joseph is going to kill them, and they're saying, We'll be your slaves. In a way, it does reflect us with Jesus, because when Jesus forgives us, we become his slaves. We begin a life of serving him, spreading his gospel. 19. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? He said, I can't punish you. 20. And as for you, ye meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. You know, the people who put Jesus in the, on the cross, they meant evil, but God meant it for good. God wanted his son to die for our sins so that many people could be saved and be alive forever. 21. Now therefore fear ye not, I will sustain you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly unto them. So again, he's reassuring them. He's already been giving them food, and he says, I'm going to keep giving you food. And what is the food of Jesus Christ? It's the word of God. It's himself. So Jesus feeds us the manna from heaven, which is the word of God, just as Joseph was giving his brothers food. And Jesus calls us his brothers and sisters, just as Joseph fed his brothers and sisters. 22. And Joseph dwelt in Egypt, he and his father's house. And Joseph lived 110 years. 23. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children from the third generation. The children also of Machir, the son of Manasseh, were born upon Joseph's knees. See, it's a symbol that they are his because Jacob said, you're going to adopt your grandchildren because I have adopted your children. They were birthed on Joseph's knees as a symbol that they were Joseph's. 24. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, but God will surely remember you and bring you up out of this land unto the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. 25. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely remember you, and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. So it's Joseph's bones that are going to get carried out when the exodus happens. And when it says that he's speaking to the children of Israel, he's speaking to everybody who's alive at that point, which would not include all of his brothers. Some of his brothers were probably already dead at that point. 
26. So Joseph died being 110 years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. So he also got mummified, both he and Israel. Pretty pretty interesting, isn't it? And that concludes Genesis chapter 50. And I might not upload a podcast tomorrow because of how things work with my account. I might have to wait a day before I do another upload. I'll either upload Exodus 1 tomorrow, but if I don't, it'll be the following day.